Good morning and welcome to Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And uh, obviously today, the 11th day of November, uh, it is Veterans Day. So if you know of it, I know uh, for me, I, I reached out to, to the colonel, to my brother uh, today to thank him uh, for for what he has done uh, for for our country, and I encourage all of you if you if you have a vet in your family or a vet that you're close to, um, you know, reach out to him, thank him, maybe buy him breakfast, lunch, dinner, I don't know, but uh, let him know uh, that uh, we appreciate what they've done uh, for the country. And uh, I'm going to do something. I normally don't do it, but I'm going to do it today. We're going to have a little prayer for all the vets out there. Dear Jesus, thank you profoundly for our brave American heroes. And they are, they are heroes. You know, I can, my brother could tell you stories about what uh, Afghanistan was like as an example. Give us all a fresh and renewed spirit of love for them and for our nation. Open our eyes to the sacrifices they have made to keep us free and worship you in peace. Thank you for our beautiful land, a land of abundance and freedom and a beacon of liberty. Thank you for our veterans and active duty heroes who put their lives on the line to keep it that way. Help us now to retain that blessing by honoring your gift to us, by not allowing ourselves or our elected officials to slip back into the sloth and graft and other sinful practices that rob the people of their heritage. Keep us vigilant. In Jesus' name, amen. And, and I just thought uh, that was very appropriate today, especially with everything that's going around uh, with the election and and who's going to lead us. Uh, you know, you think about the graft, the sloth that has become our government. And, and it, 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 it harkens me back to our founding fathers and how they, they stressed upon us all. It was our duty. It was our job. They entrusted us to watch out for the money changers. You know what those words back then, that was a fancy word for banker. Don't let them get the power. They also, what else did they words? Watch out for big government. Don't let them control all our lives. And I'll say this today, I feel like we failed. We have failed. But you know the great thing about America is failure is how you succeed. Because that's how you learn. And we're going to learn. We are going to learn a terrible lesson. But when we come out of it on the other side, 
Because we will come out of it. We will rise again. We're going to find out this terrible lesson. We gave the bankers way too much power. We gave the government way, way, way too much power. And now we have people, let's face it, we've got everything right now. We've got anarchists running amok, right? We, we've got people that want the government to, to pay for everything and bail out everybody. The bankers have changed all the laws. And you know what's so funny? They don't even need Congress to do it. That's how uneducated we are. You know, every day I get a phone call from people that did you learn something. Banking laws do not go through Congress. The FDIC can change the law whenever they want to. They don't need Congress to do it. They just did it. And I think about all our veterans uh, that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Those of them that are here at home that have witnessed things that none of us want to witness. And even those that, hey, it hasn't happened to them yet, but they're ready to do it. They're ready to lay their lives down. We owe it to all of them. We owe it to all of them to make sure that America stays the beacon, that it's that it stays the you know the gold standard when it comes to liberties and the pursuit of happiness. And the biggest word in there is pursuit. Right? It allows you to fail, to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, learn a lesson, and do it better the next time. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you have your gold and you have your silver put away, when we fail, you're going to be part of the people that helps pick people back up, dust themselves off, and do it better the next time. Patriot Radio News Hour. Thank you. Thank you, and God bless all of you veterans out there. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. I don't do that very often, but but it, it's close to home today. You know, at 5.30 this morning, I'm texting my, my brother because he shared with me what it was like. You know, he spent, you know, it's so funny. The first war he was in was, I don't even know what it was called, Iraq War One, <laughs> right? Uh, shock and awe. And he was in Kuwait. But then he got out of the military. And after 9-11, I think it was about 2003, he calls me, which is rare. You know, usually my, my brother and I will text, but it's rare that he calls me. I'll call him. I'm, I'm like, of my three brothers, I'm kind of the guy that does the calling, right? Can Kind of keeps us together. 
And I and I and I'll never forget. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And he started telling me that he got a letter from the military. And the letter stated that they had made a mistake in his rank. And that he was and I, I think it was uh, supposed to have been, he made major, but they owed him money. In other words, hey, we screwed up. You actually made major before, blah, blah, blah. Call us. We owe you money. And I remember, I told them, don't call them. Dude, ignore that letter. You call them up, they're going to make you go back. You know, you're an officer. They can still recall you. Just ignore it. Forget the money. You know, because I was scared. And so he did. He agreed. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to call. And he didn't. And I don't know, six or eight months went by. And he got a different letter from the Army. This letter was, you've got two weeks to report or you'll be AWOL. So my brother called them up, said, hey, you guys made a mistake. I'm discharged. And, of course, the Army said, oh, no, no, no. You're discharged from the reserves, not the Army. And besides, you're an officer, because after he had done his, his officer stuff, he did the reserves for a while, and then he was out completely. And they said, we need you. But you got two weeks. And so, you know, my brother has always been a, being in the Army was always something he'd always wanted to do. So he did what any good soldier would do. Started trying to get in shape in two weeks and showed up. And at first he went back, he spent a lot of time in Korea. And uh, commander, uh, and I don't even know, at the, I don't even think he was the commander at the time, but somebody that he was in the military with was now the commander in South Korea, and he went back there. And he was there for, I don't know, six months or so, came home. The next call he got was to Afghanistan. And while he was in Afghanistan, he made lieutenant colonel. And we hardly, you know, talked to him at all during that time. I got, I don't even know most of the time, didn't know where he was when I did. I think I talked to him twice. And he said, I can't tell you where I am. But it's the scariest thing I've ever done. And my brother's not scared of anything. And he said that, you know, his job was to train. Afghani police. And as a lieutenant colonel, you know, they wanted to kill him. He says, the same people that I train, we teach them our tactics and we give them our weapons. If we make a mistake, we're dead. And he goes, and that goes on every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And he says, and it doesn't matter. 
Doesn't even have to be not could be my mistake, could be one of my one of my one of my guys' mistakes. One mistake, you're dead. And it went on that way, and he was there for man, it was seemed like forever that he was there, but he was only there just under a year. And when he got home, um I think it was, I don't know, six months after that, he made colonel and had a, uh, I don't know what you call it, battalion, you know, pardon my ignorance on this, uh, that he oversaw. And you oversee uh, a fighting group, I guess, for like 18 months. And then after that, you get you get the desk job. And it was earlier this year he had hit his... Uh, retirement you know got his max time uh and he has now uh been uh, retired for the last you know like i said last six months or so uh but but it's something where once a year i try to try to honor my brother and and everybody else out there i can't imagine uh, what a lot of people you know went through i mean there's a lot of evil in the world and i just hope I just hope that whatever happens during this election cycle, and we've seen just things I never thought we would see in America today. And I know a lot of you out there listening never thought it either. Did you ever think we'd see a city be looted and riots for 90 days in a row like we did in Portland? How about Seattle? walled off a section of the city and and our elected officials supported it you know the you you can start with what the obama administration did to donald trump then really the fbi and the cia it was treason you know they knowingly knowingly knew the whole steel dossier was a bunch of made up phony baloney and and still spied on on our president i mean this crazy stuff i mean really crazy stuff you know stuff that that you read in books that are supposed to be make believe now we have this horribly contentious election i guess the best news and and this is sad to say As of right now, Joe Biden is the winner. He's the president-elect. So our cities aren't burning. You know, and I think about, you know, they, they, the, I don't know where, where the left comes from on some of this stuff, but nobody boarded up their windows because some alt-right, white supremacist group that nobody supports was going to go burn and loot their buildings. Going to burn and loot their properties. And I'll just, I'll, I'll say this. I've had a few people say to me that through the court system and whatnot that Donald Trump's still going to win. I'm scared to death of that. Not because, I mean, I want honest and fair elections. I would love to know uh, how f- honest and fair they were, really were. But could you imagine? 
It'd have been one thing if he won outright. It's a total another thing. Can you imagine if he won that way? Oh, my Lord. So I hope here today on our Veterans Day that all of us, the left and the right, come back to the middle and understand what we're really fighting for here. I think, you know, I want to believe we're fighting for the same thing, but right now I don't think we are. I think the left wants what our founding fathers warned us about. And you know what? I think they're going to get it. But again, remember, here's the good part. It's going to be painful. It's going to be devastating. But we will pick ourselves back up. We will. And when that happens, if you have enough gold and silver put away, you're going to be part of that process. You will help us pick ourselves back up. And for those of you that don't, it's going to be a little bit harder of a lesson. I think that's just pretty simple. So uh, I just wanted to give you a little color on why today is a big deal for me. It's a big deal for me. So uh, shout out to my brother. Uh, we call him Chet. His real name's Dan, but we call him Chet. You ever see that movie Weird Science? The brother, the older brother, that's how he got his name. That, that was why we called him Chet. So uh, anyway, so shout out to all you guys. Coronavirus, real quick. You know, I don't know about the vaccine. You know, I told you Pfizer was going to be first. I've been telling you that for months, and they are. And, of course, they made this grandiose announcement the other day. And I I, I want to believe, I want to believe, but I'm skeptical. And then this came out today. So on Monday, Pfizer made that big announcement. That very same day, as their stock soared another 16% on the experimental COVID drug that showed a 90% effectiveness in these preliminary results. On Tuesday, yesterday, According to the Securities and Exchange Commission filings, the Pfizer CEO, on the day his stock was soaring, sold 62% of his shares. According to the SEC Form 4 filing, so a Form 4 is what, when, when the big shots sell large quantities of their stock, they've got to tell the SEC. Because that may be an indication of what? <laughs> hey, we've got inside information that something bad's going to happen, so we got to let them know if we're selling any of our stock just to keep things on the up and up. He sold 132,000. 508 shares. Coincidentally, 
at the very, very top. Yeah, it was a 52-week high of $41.94 a share, uh, raking him in just a little bit of money, just a little bit, $5.6 million. The sale was conducted under Rule 10B5-1. And I, only, I love to say these rules to you people because it lets you know why it was our founding fathers warned us about the, the money changers to begin with, right? How big are these rule books? 10B5-1. Established by the SEC, allowing the corporate insider to sell a predetermined number of shares at a predetermined time. Of course, when was that predetermined time? Oh yeah, right after we make this announcement, my stock goes crazy. We're back, 800 951 0592. Tough day for me today. I don't know what's going on. Pretty emotional today. I thought about Eric a lot yesterday. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Thinking about, uh, you know, my brother was a lucky one. He had good people under him. They didn't make very many mistakes. You know, he he did, he lost a few under his, I don't know, under his control, if you will, that that, uh, were in the platoon or whatever. Again, I apologize for not knowing the Army terminology. As you can tell, Army was never in my carts. And I, and uh, yeah, so... Tough day today. You know, there was a doctor show on last night. And they were doing a COVID thing because that's what doctor shows do. And just got me thinking about Eric and thinking about my brother, thinking about uh, everybody that's been affected. I can't imagine very many people, if any, don't know uh, somebody who's served and whether they made it back uh, or or not, and, and you know, you think about like PTSD and all those things. Listen, that's a real thing, no doubt about it. My brother was telling me about because of the fact that I mean, you're on twenty four hours, seven days a week. I mean, there's no sloughing off. These people wanted to kill you. Period. So t- tough day on this Veterans Day. I I, I apologize. I'm just uh, just weird. You know, everyone grieves differently, and and some days it just comes on me. And and today's one of those days. So uh, bear bear with me. Uh, we'll we'll get through it all together uh, like we always do. Um, you know, thinking about this Pfizer sale and this. 10B5-1. So the Pfizer CEO filed this paperwork 
a month or two ago. Because it looks like he already knew when they were going to make the announcement. You know, people were questioning, did Pfizer deliberately wait until after the election? And apparently we've got our answer today. Apparently that's exactly what it looks like. But by the way, it's not just the Pfizer CEO, all of these CEOs. Every one of them that has some sort of vaccine or antibody test or, or anything to do with COVID. They've been filing these 10B5-1 reports because they already know, okay, the trial is going to go this long and we'll have preliminary results and blah, blah, blah. And they've been, it's been incredible how close to the tops they get because they know when they're going to go out into the media. You think the Pfizer guy just guessed? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to sell 62% of all my company stock on November the 9th, 2020. I I just took a, I took a calendar and I closed my eyes, right? I closed my eyes and I just put my finger on the calendar. And that was the day that came up. Ah, these guys never miss a beat, do they? And it just frustrates, I think, all of us when you when you hear it. How angry does it I'm just Oh, I'm so angry about it. But again, this is it. This is the world we live in. And I I say it all the time, right? Tell me what the rules are, and I'll play by them. But I got to know the rules. How can I play my hand if I don't know the rules? Right? If you're in a card game and you don't know the rules, you're never going to win. Right? My, my uncle always used to say, you know, if you're at a card game and you don't know who the patsy is, yeah, you're the patsy. And see, for so many of us, financial education, it's just too boring. Listen, I want to listen uh, about and hear about the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Right? I want to get my sports fix. Or, you know what, I just want to listen to music. You know, I, I need to I need to hear some sad country songs today, right? Because you know what, right now, that's the kind of mood I'm in right now. I want to hear some sad country songs. Right? Maybe, maybe go in the corner and shed a few tears while no one's looking. Right? That's the kind of mood I'm in today. Or maybe, maybe you're just... Happy as can be. You want a little, I don't know, 80s rock going on. You're getting ready to go work out. The last thing people want to do is what? I don't want to talk finances. Uh, no thanks. Do uh, The Securities Exchange Commission? I didn't even know that was a thing. Or if they knew it was things like, hey, that doesn't apply to me. 
I'm just a schlub. I work five days a week. Maybe I have a 401k. Maybe I don't. I don't know what the SEC does. I don't, I don't know what the bond market's doing or the central bank or, you know, and, and that's just boring. And yet, maybe the most important thing in your life are your finances. I mean, outside of, outside of God and your family, Right? Got to be able to keep a roof over your head. Don't you think you should know what the rules are? I mean, yesterday, the central bank publishes this report. And as far as I know, I don't have a TV here in the office. But as far as I know, the financial channels didn't even talk about it. That basically said, Since 2013, the balances in your 401ks and IRAs has barely moved. Maybe we should start understanding what these rules really are. Pager Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Gold's down. Ten bucks, silver's down, I don't know, 15 cents or so. Today's special, U.S. $5 liberties, and I'm running them today uh, because we've had this great supply of $5 liberties, and now they're it's drying up, and so I want to get them in here uh, before the end of the week. And the price is fantastic, so you know, it's a double win. Uh, these are the quarter-ounce gold pieces. Again, uh, these are the older ones, 1866 to 1907. They're, they're $565. Which I think since COVID's happened, that's within five dollars of I think the lowest price. I think the lowest we ran them during COVID was five sixty. Uh, they've been over six hundred bucks, so five sixty-five. Great opportunity. And for those of you that have been, and I know there's so many of you, you you're wanting to call. Maybe you're a little gun shy. Maybe you're a little afraid, or, or maybe you know you, the timing just hasn't been right. It's a good opportunity to take the Pfizer quote-unquote vaccine for what it's worth. You got a nice pullback in gold. Uh, Take the opportunity to start adding. And we like old gold here, pre-1933 U.S. minted material. This is, and the reason is very, very simple. We think privacy is paramount. We want you to be able to buy, sell, and trade without having to produce a social security number, without me having to report to the IRS that Joe Schmuckatelli was in here selling gold 
right? And the only way you can do that, pre-1933 U.S. gold, period. It's the most private way to own gold. Now, why is that? Is it because I say so? No. Because that's how they wrote the law. Right? And I say it all the time. Got to know the rules. And these are the rules. You know, in 1933, when the, we allowed the bankers to trick us out of our gold, this $5 gold piece that's on sale today, you got to turn those in. You got to turn them in. And when you did that, you know, we were thinking about at the time, that was interchangeable with a $5 bill. Right now I'm telling you they're $565. Imagine, would you rather have found a $5 bill from 1900 or a $5 gold piece? Yeah, you'd be taking the gold piece. But when they turned it in, they gave you an extra 15 cents, maybe 16 you know, 15, 16 cents on that $5 piece. Then they banned us from owning gold altogether. And then they raised that price of that $5 piece, you know, thinking about, okay, wait a minute. 90 days after they took it from us and banned us from owning it, they said that $5 piece was now worth $8.75. Right? And you're like, wait a minute, that's $3.75 more, and you only gave me 15 Yeah, yeah. And then you couldn't own any gold, not a zero, outside of gold jewelry, unless you were like a dentist or an artist. You know, there's... Special re- specialty things, but you were, it was illegal to own gold in this con- in this country for forty years. So when you sit there and you think about, you know, what had happened, right? They, there was a loophole. Mm, see, the people that didn't know the rules, they didn't get to own any gold. But they left a loophole in it for the wealthy that said any gold coins, notice how I said coins, that were deemed collectible, you could keep. Now, the only collectibles you could keep, there weren't any British sovereigns or Swiss francs or Australian this or Austrian that. No, 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 no foreign gold counted. Just old, collectible U.S. gold. You could keep that. And when the U.S. government decided to start minting gold coins again, they made one thing very clear. Any of the pre-1933 gold that didn't get melted down when they confiscated gold from the citizenry was now considered a collectible. 
You don't have to play collectible premiums, not the way we sell it. But it is an interesting distinction. And when you think about what lies ahead, right, in this digital dollar, and, and of course the digital dollar is not going to come in without a huge crash of things. Are they going to need gold to back that up? And if they confiscate gold again, is that loophole going to remain? I don't know. But I always know they like to have a loophole. That was the last loophole. Maybe it's a loophole again. Again, I you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's just another reason why. Pre-33 U.S. gold is the gold that Patriot likes the most. Final segment on this Veterans Day. Again, uh, thank you to all the vets out there. As a small, and I mean small token, anybody um, that orders the special today that is a veteran, and no, I'm not going to ask you for your veteran's ID, your military ID. If you say you're a vet, I believe you. Take another five bucks off. That'll put the five libs at the lowest price we've had since the COVID thing started. So uh, $5.65 for us regular folk, all you vets out there. And I wish it could be more, but it is what it is. Uh, um, $5.60 on the $5 liberties. Uh, I've only got 75 coins available, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, something that I'm, I'm happy to do, and again, uh, on this Veterans Day, I implore all of you, if you if you know of it, reach out. Maybe it's a buddy. Maybe it's somebody that you, you haven't talked to in a long time. Fire them a text or an email. I know they'll be glad to get it. And uh, it'll mean a lot. It'll mean a lot to them. So 800-951-0592, the pre-1933 uh, $5 liberty, really, this pre-1866 to 1907. And these, these ones, they look great. They, they really do. I mean, there's, they're, they're, they're not bent. They're not all worn out. All the dates are clearly legible. Some of them even have the copper spots because they weren't that, uh, uh, you know, the, the minting uh, of them uh, was a little... They were a little less refined back then, but uh, just great-looking stuff. Uh, 800-951-0592. 5.65 today, 5.60 if you're a vet. And just keep putting them away. Um, very, very uh, interesting what's going to be happening. Uh, the COVID cases, even here in Arizona, back Big number yesterday, thirty-five hundred, almost thirty-five hundred. Uh, Illinois, where my son is, uh, my older son's in Illinois. They're doing over ten thousand a day. Uh, they, a lot of things have shut back down there. Uh, but you know, the one thing I'm not seeing is all the crying that CNN was doing before. Where's all that gone? Of course, their guy won now, so they don't think it's to their advantage. I hope we resist uh, the the urge to shut things back down again because it just would be devastating but i don't know you know we'll, we'll see they're saying that uh the next four months are going to be the worst 
uh, of it all. And, and so let's let's hope uh, everybody stays safe. If you're vulnerable, if you're you know you got pre-existing conditions, you're older, uh, stay safe out there. You know, don't travel if you don't have to. And uh, everybody else, uh, you know, again, stay vigilant. Eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. That that is uh, the toll free number here. I just don't know this. Uh, uh, big shipping day today here in Arizona and Colorado. If you've been waiting on product, gold products, all of that hits today. Uh, the last of the silver. Where I asked you all to be patient. By the way, you've done a great job. Thank you so much for for being patient there. The last of the silver from that is is. Shipping today, uh, so we may have that either Friday or Monday. A lot of people we we actually already were able to get you your silver already, but everybody else, uh, Friday or Monday, uh, all that silver will be in. Uh,